We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Thanks again, Thanks again to uh, him for all of his time each and every week. I won't break his good news, but he's got good news coming. So... Wait for him to spread that. His news is better than the Broncos and Colts, which is currently the Broncos up 6 nothing over Indianapolis <laughs> in the game there in Denver. Um, Nick Saban on head on hey coach tonight says that Bryce Young is a game-time decision. Quote, sometimes you got to protect players from themselves. The quote there for that one. Mm. The intrigue and the drama. <sighs> If I'm, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's implying that if he can't go, we're going to have to take his helmet. Oh, I'm sure he wants to play. Great players want to play. But if you can't beat A&M without him, you ain't winning the title, so. Well, and if you're them, don't you got to at least think about next week? Because next week. Next week could get, t- get get a little sticky. I mean, look, if Tennessee beats LSU next week in Knoxville is going is to be. Is that next week? Yeah, it's going to be nutty. Third Saturday in October, yeah. I mean, if Tennessee's unbeaten when Alabama comes to town. And it's up there. Oh, it's going to be goofy. We saw what that looks like. Yeah. Is it 2.30? Yeah, 3.30 Eastern. So, 3.30 game in Knoxville. Yeah, yeah it'd be, be pretty Calhoun's going to be slammed that day, boy. Don't you know. Get those damn riblets. I mean, it is going to be ready to go. Calhoun's. I don't like Knoxville. I don't either. I don't. It's, it's, it's one of my least favorite it's fine. places yeah. in the league. It's, it's, I mean, we don't go up there much, but that that's one of my least favorite lines. I remember um, Caroline talking about wanting to go look at UT, and I was like, you yeah. won't like it. It's one of the few I've seen all three sports. Really? I've done baseball, football, and basketball at UT. Yeah, I've covered football, basketball. I've never covered baseball there. You ain't missing much. What? Well, it's been a while. I I've never covered it. I the last my old Miss UT was just going. My family had taken a vacation to Gatlinburg, and Ole Miss just happened to play Tennessee while we were up there. Chris Burke was still playing for Tennessee. Oh, okay. so it's been two decades ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, whatever. Whenever that was. 
Weren't y'all doing a Gatlinburg vacation when you went and covered football too? Probably. My, my mother's a big guy. Hey, I mean, her, her and Jay would get along real well. Um, yeah, because I think you went to that game. Cause I, I was, did go to that game. You had to go because I couldn't. I got, I got the flu. Oh, that's right. I just could not move that day. I was going to go on Friday, and a Friday I was so sick I just couldn't go. That was the Houston uh, – Davern Gerald's broke his leg. Mm-hmm. It was Derek Dooley's best win as a ball. Um, that was the day that I called some boosters, and they were like, changes have to be made on the coaching staff. And I wrote that story. Houston – And Houston, Houston came over to me at the Monday practice. They were getting ready to go to LSU, and he goes, so I got to make – so I've got to uh, get rid of coaches, huh? And I just went, have you read the story? Is that that weekend? Yeah, I said, did you read the story? And he goes, no. And I pulled it out on my phone and gave it to him. And he stood there. And we're in front of one of the coaches that I, I named as probably going to have to Because this go. is like Ron and those guys. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And and he reads it and he looks at me and goes, good sources? I went, yeah, come on. And sure enough, at the end of the year, he made changes. It's like I... Yeah, Masoli, why, why we do this dance is beyond me. That's right. Masoli got a concussion. I mean, it was bad. It was like fifty five fourteen or something. It was bad or something. It was, it was bad. He, I'm, I'm not, I'm not even like doing a bit. He yelled at somebody. Like he jumped on Chuck or something that oh. day, where it was like, okay, you're frazzled. Like some, I forget what it was, but there was some sort of something with him after the game, and that because it's. Their media plays for visiting media, at least at that time, was was really bad. It was kind of underneath the stadium and you couldn't hear and there was just it was it was chippy anyway, but then it got chippier because nobody could hear anybody else in Tennessee celebrate. It was just was kind of one of those yeah. one of those deals. It was kind of like the eleven at Vanderbilt when James Franklin had them all going and Man. Ole Miss tried to celebrate the Von Cree fourth quarter touchdown, but it's thirty to nothing to Vanderbilt. I know. And I was standing on the sideline talking to Pete Boone. He said it was unacceptable. Yeah, I and mean, we've told that story so, so many times, yeah. but it remains one of the wildest days. Pete said it's unacceptable. I figured he would just blow me off. He did not, and he did not. And then you said he should be fired. Damn, Neil! He gives you a quote, then you try to run him out of town. Well, because he did the Monday press conference that you can't do. He's either your coach or he's not your coach, and if he is not your coach, did we have the. Vote of confidence? No, it was the gone. It was he came in and and he basically just. But that was weeks later. No, it was, was two, it, then? it was Monday. Oh, see, I'm getting all my weeks mixed up. He came year. in on that Monday and he said that uh, was un, he, he basically repeated the unacceptable thing that it has to be better. And I, I was like, you can't do this publicly with the man sitting in the room. You castrate him. In other words, now yeah, okay, that's right. Remember, he's got to go recruit. And it was Kentucky week when they made the change, and Burns got up and yelled to the room and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They lost it in Lexington. It's bad. Yeah, because that was the night of the big game of the millennium: Alabama, LSU, and Tuscaloosa. Yeah, because we went ahead and got content ready for the next day, and I was. Well, yeah, I called you and I was, I was like, very, I, I was getting very drunk when you told me to stop. And yeah, because I called you and I was like, what are you doing? And you're like, I was like watching the game drinking. Like, yeah. Do you think and I'm I was doing? like, hey, <laughs> slow down on the drinking because we probably got to work. Yeah. And then at 10 o'clock, I went trying. Well, because to- I can remember when you wrote the Pete Boone must go column. And I remember like I 
you, you like hit the button. I just pour a drink. And said, "Well, all right, here we go. <laughs> Watch the message board for the next hour." <laughs> that was the day that I think some people here were like, "You know, <laughs> this guy's a problem." <laughs> Houston did do that. Play cards with this player's name on them. Literally, they had a big play card that said "TS," and they would give the ball to Tobias. <laughs> it was like, I mean, I'm just saying. Seems maybe scoutable. It maybe was, they know what's coming. <laughs> when you literally telegraph it, it had TS on it. <laughs> Look, the end of the, I, I really hate Neil wasn't there for LaTeX that night. I really hate you missed the LaTeX game. Yeah, because I've got you got the bear with the box on his head. You got the running back for LaTeX running for like two eighty five and a blowout win. Yeah. And then I like the guy, so I'm not gonna use his name. But I've got the La Tech reporter sitting here in my ear telling me how La Tech should be in the SEC, and I'm like, I am in hell right now. All the way around, I'm just in hell. Like, there's I, no. I was in Starkville. Going, you were. I'm so glad I'm here. Oh God, it was. Uh, it's like, what is the col- There are. They're already dead. They're just getting beat with a stick right yeah. now. There's no- well, there was nothing. And then Houston, they play the Egg Bowl, and he's wearing like the flat bill cap, and it's raining. And oh, oh God, I remember that. Was, like oh, the first yeah. time ever, you're gonna wear the cap. Yeah, at the end. Yeah, he finally sort of resigned at the end. Oh, he was actually kind of pleasant. I remember having to go to the practices in November, going, "Why am I here?" Well, do you remember? It was a really eerie deal because eerie's not the right word. It was strange because we would do the press conferences or the interviews for practice in that hallway. And you could see into the offices where everything was already boxed up. Yeah. They had all cleaned the offices out Egg Bowl week. And you could see the boxes in the offices just sitting there waiting on the game to end for everybody to get moved out. Yeah. I mean. That was the game. People were banging on the table. (laughs) You were like, wait, what did did you expect? (laughs) He did bang on the table. What did did you think was going to happen tonight? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you could hear it. I mean, it's an outdoor press box with cowbells, and you could hear it, and it was boom. And yeah. I literally was like, wait. <laughs> this is precisely what I expected tonight. What? What is it? <laughs> yeah, had Ole Miss had some inspired effort, we'd all went, where the hell did yeah. that come from? Where did these guys come from? And as soon as they kind of rolled over middle of the first quarter, I was like, yep. That's, yep. It was 31 to nothing or 31 to three or something. I think it was three. Was I don't three. Yeah. Oh, what a bad throw by Matt Ryan. Pick. Yeah. I mean, threw it right to him. I, I'd love to get Houston on the podcast. I think Houston would be fun ten years later. I mean, I'll reach out to yeah, him. I think he would be good. I think he'd do it. I do. Too. What would we talk about? All Not of this? the 2011 <laughs> Rebels. But we'd have to talk about that some, wouldn't we? Would we? Would we ask I would, him? I mean, if he's would gonna... you ask him why he hated me so much? Well, you had the LSU hat on that day. I mean, shit, you asked for it. I, I, I think, I mean, in all seriousness, if you could really have the real conversation. Yeah. The question is, what happened in recruiting in 09? Why did it go so poorly? And did you just not think it was doable? Like, what what, what really was going through your mind? Or were you just tired? Well, yeah, sure. Because, I mean, he went through hell in Fayetteville, and then come straight over. Yeah. Were you just tired? Yeah, like, what happened? Did the exhaustion just kind of hit you? Because, look, he's not a bad football coach. Well, no, actually, the 08 job was a hell of a job. That team, by the end of the season, it was hell on wheels. 
I mean, I mean, that team at the end of 08 was that was legit. He had a chip on his shoulder and he was energized, and those guys played for him after oh, they you know ran I mean? through a wall for him. Yeah, but and then, then in 09, it just he got. I, I thought at the end of 09, he was tired. 09 was taxing in a lot of ways. 09 was really taxing. You had the weird thing with the camera crew and the top five ranking and just everything. You had the weird South Carolina game that Houston kind of lost because of not playing Dexter correctly. And I remember at a practice a couple of weeks before the season started in 09, Chris Lowe was standing there. Mm-hmm. And he came up to me, and obviously Chris knows me from way back, and he's like, what do you think? And I said, man, I don't know. Something's off a little bit. And he's like, yeah, they're really tight. He goes, I've never seen Houston so tight. And and I was like, yeah, I think it's one thing to be the underdog, and it's another thing to be the hunted. They were on the cover of Sports Illustrated. I mean, Well, I mean, it's going to be a storyline for us in a couple of weeks. Listen, yeah. if this season goes the next 10, 12, what's, what's today, Thursday, next nine days, the way that we think it's going to go? 7-0. Ole Miss is going to go to LSU ranked six, seven in the national championship conversation mm-hmm. as the hunted. Not the hunter, not the underdog, the hunted. It's different. That's a different deal. How do you handle that? And for some teams, it's like, hey, it's, I love it. This is great. Let's go. And for some teams, it's overwhelming. I remember that Ole Miss team in 14 knocked off Alabama, went to A&M, uh, <laughs> went to A&M, uh, Popped the basically Aggies. blew them out. Yeah. And then they went to LSU that night, and, hey, it got – After Tennessee. They beat A&M, oh, Tennessee. That's right. They blew out Tennessee, and then they went to LSU, and they were the hunted. And Didn't handle LSU it. LSU was hunting, and Ole Miss got weird. Look, it's it's the interesting thing. We talk about all this stuff kind of coming full circle. If they get through those two, and then whether it's by one point or ten or a hundred, they find a way to survive LSU. Mm-hmm. And you got to eight no. Just I get it, play it out. You've got a bye week in A and M before an impossibility of keeping everyone it's, from thinking it's the it's Super A and M then a bye week. Yes, correct. Right, like. Because you, I mean, I, I can't even imagine having to do the two weeks leading up to Alabama had they beaten A and M in that scenario. Where it's oh just, God, we would have to be like, look, this, <laughs> this first week we're going to have to treat this like a recovery week because yeah, we know what's coming. We'll talk about that later. It's, it's who does fine. Alabama play the week before they play Ole Miss? I don't know. Is it State? I have I literally yeah, have I don't no either. Idea. No, they play State the week that Ole Miss plays LSU. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Is it LSU? I mean, hell, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I mean, a lot of carts before horses. I'm just. I mean, I was just thinking, never mind. I don't want to say it out loud. Um, <clears throat> Drew says, on a serious note, has Ole Miss done anything to recognize Jevin Sneed? That's a good question. Not that I'm aware of, but that doesn't mean anything necessarily. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what his family situation and stuff is. On a scale of 0 to 10, what was the chance y'all would have ever admitted out loud if you hadn't liked the Wave 3 Realtree hat? Uh, a 0. We would, But on the flip side... I wouldn't have told you I liked it and lied. I wouldn't have told you that I loved it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would have just been like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, we would have stayed silent on it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have ripped it. 
in large part because I like Tyler and full disclosure, I, we'd love to have a business relationship with them. Um, but I wouldn't have lied about it and told you I thought it was really, really cool. So I'll just tell you on a scale of zero to 10, how much I liked it, a 10. Yeah, we're working on things with Tyler. I'm not going to, hey, let me tell you, that was, was a, but I know I, I legitimately did like it. Though. Yeah, it I was, thought it was, it was real. I thought it was badass. Yeah. Honest to God. I mean, I think they're going to wear it against Auburn if the SEC lets them. Yeah, real quick on that. There's no red tape from Tyler. They would love to. I mean, obviously, he would like them to wear the damn thing every week, and Lane would like to wear it a lot. Yeah, this Lane is, would this like is to, outside of their their purviews. This is an SEC thing. Um, Maybe and I, I don't know. I mean, I don't yeah, know. I'm pretty sure it is. And it's not the SEC out to get Ole Miss or anything like that. It's that they under the SEC knows that as soon as this happened, other schools started working on things, and so the SEC has to be careful that you don't become NASCAR. Like they made them take the the emblem off, the real tree logo. The real the, thank you. I was I said emblem. I meant logo. <laughs> they made them take the the real tree stuff that, off. Yeah, they wouldn't let them wear it on the chin strap. Yeah, that was for marketing only. Yeah, and so because if you're the SEC, you got to be careful that you don't open up a can of worms, where all of a sudden everybody. It's plastering stickers. You look like a minor league wall. Yeah. In this era of NIL, where if you're Greg Sankey, you are trying to protect brands and such. I get it. It's cool. But my suspicion is that Ole Miss gets to wear them again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they'll wear them again. I do too. I think you will see them with a red jersey. Oh? My guess. That's that's, that's not inside. That though. would look good. That's my just my guess. That would um, look good. Tyler said on the show, I think, he either said it on the podcast a couple days ago or he said it around the podcast and it wasn't like it was state secret. They found out about a week before Saturday they were going to wear the powder, that it was kind of up in the air until about a week before. Oh, okay. And then he found out they were wearing powder blue with the with the hat. Red would look good with it. Yeah, I think red would look really good. Yeah, and I thought the powder looked really good. I mean, I thought the red looked good on the sketches that with the juice tweet back in June. Yeah. I thought that was the one that, that looked the best. So, anyway. Is it just me? The SEC put out a tweet today that had a, a human voice attached to Juice, and I didn't like it. Oh, really? Yeah. No, don't do that. Yeah, just let Juice be Juice. Just yeah, he's don't. a dog. Don't put a, don't put a human voice with him where you pretend to think what he says. How do we know what the dog's thinking? On the NIL contract, I did a, I did laugh out loud at the mixed breed dogs from Texas. <laughs> I did that, that. That was that, that was, was that was a good shot. That was that was that was well that, that was well done. <laughs> but I don't like it when people try to speak for a dog because you don't know what the dog's thinking. How do you know if the dog could talk that that's what the dog would be saying? How do you really know? Stop. You, you don't. Think, you think Juice knows he's popular? Yeah. You think the dog knows? Yeah. Because he showboats a little bit. He prances. Well, Lane was quoted as saying he's got to bring his ego down after game day. I can see it. You're walking through a crowd of thousands of people and everyone's saying your name and petting you? Yeah. You're you're well liked. You're probably thinking, hey, I'm the deal. He doesn't go in many rooms where he's skittish. We'll put it that way. Uh, He he feels himself. He's a good-looking dog. He's that. Ben says tie teed up a real tree segment. <laughs> yeah, I mean we make no bones about it. We 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 uh we'd love to get something done with them. 
and I think they'd like to get something done with us, maybe. So we'll yeah, I feel good about somewhere it. down the road. We'll 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 make it happen. All right, uh, yeah, God says what a life. Yeah, Amen. I mean, look, if if you're gonna be a dog, being being Juice Kiffin right now is not the worst. It's not the worst uh, gig in the Lane world. Lane looked over and saw the human can opener and went, I'll just fix the damn thing myself. I'll have my own dog, and we will solve this. I haven't looked for him, and I've been the one in the stadium. You were in the stadium for half of the game the other day. Did you see the can opener? I didn't look for him, but, but I did, did not you see, see him? him. No. Was he there? I don't know. Has the shark been at games? I mean, we could find this answer out really quick, but. I, the more I think about it, I don't think I've seen him. Now I've not looked for him. Was is he only fluffier in some of the pictures, or is he actually fluffier in quote real life? Because you know, the logos and graphics made him look fluffier over the off season when we saw him. Yeah, I don't know the answer to this. You know, up on your mascot beat. Well, I no, normally notice mascots, and I haven't seen him. Although, if you said, did you see Kentucky's Wildcat, I don't remember seeing their Wildcat either. No. And he was probably there. He probably was there, but if I went to a Kentucky game, I bet I'd see him. So you think you noticed the home team mascot, not the Because well, they put him on the field. If I go to an Auburn game, I'm going to see Aubie. He'll be with the band. If I, yeah, yeah, if I go to an Alabama game, I'm going to see Big Al. When I went to the Arkansas game last year, I saw all the Arkansas mascots. Sue and They got Big Red. Yeah. Sue Pork, pork chop. Oh, they have a baby. Yeah, because pork chop's jersey number is one half. Okay. Yeah, and you see it everywhere. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, I, people can make fun all you want, but I, here's the one thing I've, t- I've, I'll tell you. I've been inside the Arkansas um, like bookstore thing, and people are buying the mascot. They're buying the stuffed animal. Mm-hmm. So you can make fun all you want. It works. Yeah. Florida, I'm sure, sells the hell out of Allen Alley. They absolutely do. I've seen people go into the bookstores and buy them. Yeah. At Tennessee, they uh, what's the dog's name, Smokey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you see him everywhere. So when a little kid takes a stuffed Smokey home, that's a heartstring. I mean, make fun all you want. No, it's this. Got cocky? Yeah. If you go to a South Carolina game, you see cocky everywhere. There was a while there, they really marketed the hell out of cocky. They did a good job with him. Yeah. I haven't seen as much of it in years, but yeah. Uh, Mitchell says the shark is gone. I have a source. Okay. Okay. I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy's, Sammy's tweet. Yeah. Sammy's sorry, sorry it, can't. It's but... not going to make it, but I did get a kick out of it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see. Um, I got to find the number. The team still uses the shark on their defensive board. They do have the shark. In the locker room. It's better looking than the mascot. It is, isn't it? It's yeah, fine. It's fine. They've had sharks in every category, every game, except for stop game breaker against Kentucky, which tells me Barry and Brown was the the pre-assigned game breaker. Ben, I'm going to be in Tupelo tomorrow. I think the team's arriving at 4. I'm getting there at 3 to set up the welcome party, and uh, I'm going to hang out with the guys until about 6, and then Sam and uh, Kendall and I are going to dinner, and then I'm going to go to the – um, meetings and then I'm get, you're gonna go to the meetings yeah 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 and then I'm gonna spend the night there in the hotel and get up Saturday morning and um, head to the stadium with the, with the team yeah it's gonna be exciting got all my hog gear ready to go got my hog hat ready to roll well, it's already up there yeah it's, it's up there up. I'm ready ready if it's a sunny day I'm ready Houston no I'm actually headed to uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to Franklin tomorrow 
I'm going to Franklin, and uh, Chris Lee is giving me a ride to the stadium on Saturday for the Ole Miss Vanderbilt game. All seriousness. I'm pulling up the number. I got to go find it here. 239 something. Yeah, I've got it here written down. There it goes. Hey, coach, over. Yeah. 662-259-8563 is the number. And uh, if you guys want to call, call in. It's 825 as we uh, do this. You guys determine how long we uh, stick around on a Thursday night. It is literally up to you. Ask on the board how many Oxford Exxon podcasts have been produced since its inception. 2,500? I mean, it's been a little over 10 years. 200, yeah, 2,500. 10 times 200 is 2,000, yeah, 2,500. Yeah, 250 itch a year. Hey, who do we have? Hey, it's Moose. Hey, Moose, what's up? Oh, nothing much, man. Just, uh, I got some blackened chicken on the grill. Um, so I called last week about the SEC pick and challenge. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. So, uh, LSU Auburn last week by the hair, by Ooh. the skin of my teeth. That was close. You've had two weeks in a row that have been pretty, pretty tough there. What was that? You've had two weeks in a row that have been a little tough. Yeah, I know. I know, man. Um, but uh, week five, let's see. Week five. We lost Hey, who do we have? Hey, it's Steven Greenville. Hey, Steve, what's up? Hey, I've been uh, – my next-door neighbor's kid is a journalist major. And I've been asking her, you know, what do y'all learn in journalism class? For mm-hmm. me, it's just report what happens and go on about your day. But she uh, recorded some of her classes to let me get an idea of what she's learning. And her professor said that most people in a press box can be broken down into four categories. Ooh. And I want to see where y- y'all rate it yourself. He said, a journalist who investigates, breaks stories, what have you. Okay. A reporter who doesn't really investigate, just asks questions and reports what happens. A writer who just writes the story, and then the fan. Ooh. Well, um, two and three is a little mixed up there. I, I, I would I would not categorize it in that in that instance. Yeah, I wouldn't say there's four types. There's there's the there's the reporter who also investigates, but he he or she also writes. There is the writer slash reporter who just the machine gun beat writer. Yeah, the machine gun beat writer who can't really dig on a story, but can ask questions, can turn those answers into a story. And columnist. Then, and the, and then there's the columnist who's there for opinions, and then there's fans. Yeah, it's four, but I would change up some of the some of the categories. Okay, and the other thing he said that sports reporters should never live in the city where the they re, uh, of the team they re, they cover. They should live at least one hour away. Well, that's stupid for no, logistic I mean, purposes. Yeah, that's I mean, that's somebody who's never done it because yeah. that's literally not feasible. That would suck. He said because you become fan, you become friends with the people you're having yeah. to cover. Not really. 
Not yeah, really. I, I mean, I mean, here's the truth: you don't get a lot of heads up. You find out about a time and a meeting and stuff. You you would just be camping out all day. Yeah. I, I mean, the Daily Journal had did it for a long time with Parrish, but otherwise, like. You're better off being close by just for logistic pur- logistics purposes. Yeah, and I can tell you this: in twenty some odd years of being a reporter, beat writer, covering teams, how many people have I actually become friends with that I cover? Like, so I'll use football as an example. I use football and basketball. In football, um, I became friends with Noel Mazzoni. When I was covering Auburn, um, and vowed to myself when that was over that I would never be friends with someone else that I covered again. Uh, I was friends with Siski at Ole Miss, um, not not like super close, not like we've we've become really good friends now, but we we were friends. Um, that sucked because um, basically I was on the phone with Tyler the day that they got fired, right. and. Um, I mean, I, I don't think he'll mind me sharing this. At one point in that conversation, he said, hey, can you wait until we get back to tell our families? And I said, no, I can't, um, which I'm sure pissed him off, but it was me doing my job. Um, and I was friends with Andy Kennedy. Um, I think that's pretty well known. Andy and I were friends, and um, we're much better friends today than we were when he was the old Miss coach. But um, that didn't stop me from doing my job. It really didn't. Uh, um, are there people who become so close to coaches that they lose their objectivity? Yes. You've seen it here a bunch. Um, but that's those, – those, but typically – and this isn't an insult at those people. It's just a fact. Typically, those people are going to become friends with whoever the coach is. It doesn't matter because that's, that's what's most important to them. All right. Well, uh, thank you for your time. Yep, no problem. Bye. I mean, I, you're friends with Carl Lafferty. Yeah. Y'all are friends. Mm-hmm. It didn't stop you from doing your job. No. Might have made it awkward a time or two, but it didn't stop you from doing your job. No, and I mean, it's it's one of those deals, too, where there's there's a very clear rule. Like, basically, I'll talk to him for months during baseball season, and we don't ever mention baseball, ever. Yeah. I mean, just it, it's not a thing. I'm not yeah. calling him going, hey, I'm here, and you're doing no, – no, this is right. not even – Right. It's not It's not part of the conversation. Yeah, I mean, I would talk to Andy. We would talk about other stuff. I mean, we wouldn't talk, hey, how's your guard situation looking? Because, I mean, clearly I thought he was out of a job for a portion of the baseball Because well, he was. Yeah, I mean. He was out of a job. Not that anybody's really trying to rewrite that history anymore, but there are people that sometimes try to rewrite that history, and I'm like, stop. It was over. It was done. Your shirt is interesting it's a uh, Grizzlies fan should like it it's a Stephen Adams shirt oh is it oh yes I used to listen I still listen to it um, a uh, a Thunder podcast is this Grind yeah hey Grind hang on one second I'll finish the story then I'll get to you okay um I listened to a Thunder podcast and one of their sponsors was a t-shirt company and they they had a t-shirt of the month and because I liked the podcast so much, I was like, well, I'll support one of their sponsors. And this was one of the shirts. It was a Steven Adams 
So it wasn't all thunder shards or anything. It was just random stuff. Yeah, it was just stuff. And this was, but this was when Stephen Adams was with the Thunder. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. It looks like a Celtic shirt, frankly. It really does. That's what I. Yeah, it does. But um, I I just you know I like the Thunder. I've got a let's see, I've got a Lou Dort shirt. I've got a Stephen Adams shirt. I've got a. Um, I think I've got a Shea Gilgis Alexander shirt. I know I've got Russell Westbrook stuff. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, Grom, what's up? Yo, man, this is one to show, man. Got dang. Been listening to Texas. I'm trying to take the, the attitude that they've been trying to give their fans, man. It seems <laughs> like the Kool Aid been wearing off, but I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to follow the Texas way. Fill me in. <laughs> well, man, as they say, man, is it's better to be a positive panda than an angry alligator, as they say on the Texas. <laughs> 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 When they were talking to their fans, man, oh, my goodness. They said it's better that you can either look at things one way or look at things the other way. And, I mean, like they say, you know, maybe Annan can go out there and show us some things that, hey, maybe the Aggies can go 9-3. You never know. So, I mean, hey, it's better to look at it like that. You know, (laughs) I mean, in a lot of ways, they're on to something, right? I mean, life's happier if you just convince yourself that it's all going to be okay. But it sort of, hey, I, I guess so. But it sort of feels like that's like the guy that's put on fifty pounds, and he takes his shirt off, and he looks in the mirror, and he goes, "You know what? It's okay. If I look at it myself from yeah. this angle, I'm all right." Are you really? Are you really doing yourself a service at that point, or would you be better off going? You know what? It happens. I've gained weight. Lots of people gain weight. I've gained weight. It doesn't make me a worse person, but I need to lose this weight. So I've got to come up with a strategy to to start losing weight. That seems like the better approach than going, you know, it's okay. I I, I, I think I can order another plate of ravioli. Well, in, in, in your scenario with the guy that gained weight, he would exactly be a positive panther. I mean, <laughs> I mean if he got big as a panther, there you go right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, now what? Because my Saturday look. I knew we we gonna get to Auburn, man. But I knew what was up with the Tigers. I did not think though. And Chase, I'm gonna have to give you props, man. You called it on uh on Oklahoma. Brent Venables? Yeah. My out. Yeah. Out. You think that's over? Here's the thing. Yeah. I mean, they ain't winning nothing. You kind of think it's over. I had define over. You know that what you're looking at, and they're never gonna be. They're never gonna win big under him. No, they're not going to – I don't think they're even a playoff team at any point under him. Okay. No. Hey, I'm going to say this. Your boy Kerry on his podcast said that was the worst loss he's seen since he was, since he was a kid. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Kerry was going crazy. I was watching him on Twitter, and, and he was kind of saying, hey, don't spin this into, hey, this is part of the process or this is part of the rebuild. He was like, no, 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 no. This is just bad. Let it Let it be what it is. They legit think that Oklahoma might not make a bowl game. Well, I mean, they legit think that. I mean, look, I don't because after, after after they play, I didn't know after they play Texas, they have to they have you know they get Kansas at home, and Kansas ain't gonna be no pushover. Man. No, well, the rumor is, and I don't know this to be true, so let me stress it as rumor, okay? But the rumor is Gabriel's out for a little while. So who's the quarterback? Beats the hell out of me. Somebody not named Dylan Gabriel. Exactly. So Oklahoma's schedule, they're three and two. Texas, Kansas, Iowa State, Baylor, 
West Virginia, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. I mean, they're going to find three more, but I don't know. I mean, you're having to really they're, reach to. They're probably yeah. You, and you tell you just tell you just told Oklahoma fans, hey, you can find three more. <laughs> Come on. Well, I know. I mean, yeah. Come on. But you ain't finding five more. So three more gets them to six hey, wins. Yeah. I mean, six and six, and having to go to the whatever bowl that is at that point. Yeah, that's massive failure there. Hey, and look, y'all. I don't know who y'all was talking to over the summer when y'all said Oklahoma and Texas weren't ready for the SEC, but boy, y'all was right. <laughs> I mean, it's, been, it, it, it's frankly been the predominant thought. Yeah, I was going to say, Grind. I talked to a lot of people who said that. Including people at including people at Oklahoma now now people at Texas are like oh no we're gonna be okay people at Oklahoma were like hey we got some issues yeah I was talking to media members that were in Omaha covering Oklahoma's baseball team there at the end and they were saying that essentially Oklahoma needed the time to figure themselves out because yeah. from a facility standpoint from a money standpoint from a direction of the program everything just needed a minute they thought they could get there but that it was not there right now that they. They were not in the Big 12. They did not have to be as efficient as they have to be in the SEC. The rumor is, and again, rumor, but the rumor is that everything is in place for them to bolt a year early and join in 2024, and the only people that are against it are them. Wow. Now, I don't know that to be true. It's a rumor. I'm not vouching for it. I'm not reporting it. I'm just saying it's kind of out there that they're the ones that don't really want to get there early. They want to buy themselves as much time as possible. Because, look, this league's a bitch now. This league's a bitch. You look at look at last, look at last Saturday. Look at last Saturday with Ole Miss and Kentucky. Ole Miss and Kentucky, those are two good teams. I'm telling you, I've been on, I've been on SEC fields for a long time. I've covered a lot more than Ole Miss. I've covered Auburn. I've covered Alabama. I've basically covered LSU as a beat writer. I know good SEC teams when I see them, and those were two good SEC teams, and those are not supposed to be good SEC teams. Those are teams that the Blue Bloods, if you will, take for granted. And if Ole Miss and Kentucky are going to be good, and Ole Miss and Kentucky have been pretty good over the last couple of years, if Ole Miss and Kentucky are going to be good, it's going to be an absolute awakening for Oklahoma and Texas. Oh, yeah. I agree, man. I, I agree. Because, I mean, you already know you got to play, play Alabama, you got to play Georgia. And it's, but but like it's that. not even, you know, I mean, Oklahoma, Ole Miss is kind of, I mean, if they can keep it up to any extent, raise their profile. It's not even that. It's that damn – it's that damn trip to Starkville where they're not at all considering Mississippi State, and you can go in there and get your ass kicked. Yeah, I've used this example. Hey, and and is and is five and six against Mississippi yeah. State since they joined the SEC. Look at Texas last year when they went up to Fayetteville. Just got popped. Got, I mean, got absolutely uh-huh. dragged through through uh, through that game. And and if Jefferson doesn't make a really bad throw, it's a forty point loss. As it was, it was a thirty point. As it was, it was a thirty point loss. Did any of us pick Oklahoma Before to win I, this week? No, we all picked Texas. Okay, go ahead, Gron. Yeah, man, I think you got to. I think you got to pick Texas. I think you got to pick Texas, man. You got to. Before I does, I was I was gonna uh want to hit around the SEC right quick before I got there and give you guys a little trivia to try to win a super chat. Oh, okay. But uh, so with LSU Tennessee, I haven't seen the picks yet, man. I've been busy as heck today. Who y'all got for that game, man? Uh, I went with I went with Tennessee just because I think they're better, but I'm nervous about it because it's LSU at home. I, I think I believe in Tennessee, and if I do that, this is a game they win. If Tennessee is legitimately for real and elevated as a program, this is a game they win. 
I'm with y'all. I'm with y'all. I think Tennessee. I think Tennessee kind of wins by ten. Okay. Ten, ten into thirteen. I'm, yep. I'm with y'all on that. Yep. Ole Miss Vanderbilt. Uh, I mean, I think that's a nondescript game. I think Ole Miss covers the game going. I will say though, man, Ole Miss, man, they done pissed me off the past two weekends, bro. With the cover, the unders, the unders have been nice, but the cover, you was up by fifteen. It was either fifteen or twenty-two against Tulsa. And I put my phone, I, you know, I went to another game. I was like, oh, yeah, man, Rebels got that in the bag. I'm good on that. You went the whole second half. I meant to bring this up last weekend. I'm still pissed. I meant to bring this up last weekend. And then, and then man, look, I know everybody was talking about how the Kentucky, or, I mean, Kentucky-Ole Miss game was supposed to be this tight game. You know, Ole Miss barely squeak out. Dude, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be that guy, but that game should have played out how I said Kentucky was not as efficient. They was out there looking like Charlie Brown on field goals. Ole Miss should have won by at least eight, nine points. Ole they should have covered that. Ole Miss has three fourth quarter points through five games. Three. They 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 killing me on the spreads, man. Well, they I mean, killing me. It's and it's it's why on Saturday. I mean, look, it's a coin flip. I could very easily lose by picking Vanderbilt to cover that game. I don't think it's going to be a game from a win loss standpoint. But if you told me Ole Miss wins that game thirty one to thirteen, okay, that's eighteen points. Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean that's that's about what they did last year with Matt Corral. Yeah, it was thirty. I mean, yeah. Was it last year? Thirty one to I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I can see, I can see that. And lastly, last game for the trivia, I'm just I'm just seeing this Georgia Auburn game, man. I'm thinking Georgia covers and gets the over by themselves. Honestly, I'm thinking it's nasty. I'm thinking it's nasty. But so you think Georgia looks like I itself? Think, <sighs> oh yeah, I think this game looks. I think this game looks similar to the South Carolina game for Georgia. What they beat South Carolina like four eight seven. I can see this game being fit. Fifty-two six. Wow, really? Ooh. Something like that. Oh my goodness! Yes. What's the early? You, talk, you talking about? You talking about Auburn, a team that leaves the that's, that almost leaves the country in turnovers. They've turned the ball over like nine, ten times in their last three games. You, you go to Athens and give Georgia the ball three times. Let me ask you all this: What's the early line on? What's the early line on Auburn at Ole Miss next week? Ole Miss minus. <laughs> I would say 12 Ole Miss minus 14 and a half. I was going to say 12 and a half. Yeah. No, I, 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 I could see 14 and a half, then putting, them putting the hook on it. Two, four touchdowns. Phew. Hey, your boy Robert, yep. Bobby Ashford hit some throws last week early. Got off. Got, got, he was off and running. <laughs> now, I. Man, that's, you're gonna get me started on a whole another thing on how Harson can't coach and whatnot, man. When are they gonna fire him? Is he gonna finish Cause... the year? Mm-mm. Hey, if this Georgia game is, I'm saying he out, he out after this. He's he's out. Ole, Ole Miss, Ole Miss, it's Ole Miss will probably be facing Zach Etheridge or somebody like that. I think it's after Ole Miss if they lose. So them. you think Kirby or Lane will fire Harson? Oh, for sure. Okay, man. Look, if 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 this now look, man. We had we had Gus Furred up on a platter a couple of years ago coming to Oxford, and y'all let me down. <laughs> Do not let me down. <laughs> Do not let me down. Trust us, we don't want to. We yeah, we uh, we we've, we've got to need them to finish the job right yeah, now. We 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 need the W's to keep rolling. We're, we're 
in the middle of something. Yeah, we're in the middle of something. I'm <laughs> just think about my shirt. Oh. <laughs> All right, I got you. All right, man. Here go here goes some trivia, man. I'm gonna give y'all seven. It's gonna be oh. seven teams that seven head to heads that I'm gonna give you guys. I'm gonna give you basically. I'm gonna say two teams, and you have to tell me who leads the all time series between the two teams. Okay. Ooh. All right. How many we got to get right? Can you guys do four out of seven? Four out of seven. Okay. Got to get four out of seven. All right. Notre Dame versus Michigan. I think Michigan. Okay. Michigan. You guys are going to go with Michigan? Yeah, we're going sure. with Michigan, sure. Michigan leaves the series 25-17. They okay. won the last game between the two teams. Hell yeah, That's let's one. go. Wolverines, let's go. <laughs> All right, let's. See. We're gonna do Tennessee versus Auburn. Ooh, ooh. Uh, Tennessee. Oh, you think Tennessee? I mean, I was gonna think Auburn. Okay. Um, we'll go uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yep. All right. Auburn actually leads the series twenty-nine twenty-two. Oh, they won the last matchup. All right. I was hoping Johnny Majors could have pulled right. me through on that. <laughs> All right. Minnesota versus Iowa. I mean, Neil, this is your wheelhouse. What is the Minnesota the the history of the Gophers? It's got to be Iowa here. Um, it's got to be Iowa. They they've been an overall better program. I, I'm going to say Iowa. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. 
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. We locking in Iowa? Yeah, we'll lock in Iowa. All right. Iowa has won seven straight, but Minnesota leaves the series 62-51. Son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. All right. Notre Dame versus USC. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, what the hell was going on in like the thirties, thirties and forties? I saw and 50 a, I and saw a picture today of Notre Dame USC. Babe Ruth was wearing a Notre Dame uniform. Lou Gehrig was wearing a USC uniform. Oh, that's cool. Notre Dame was. I mean, Babe Ruth was fat. Lou Gehrig looked like a damn stud. Did he really? Yeah, Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig was one put together dude. Um, but, I mean, Lou Gehrig was a good looking guy. I'm just going to tell you that Lou Gehrig was like, he was turning it when he walked into the room. You thought, well, son of a bitch, I'm not going to leave with her. He is. I feel like Notre Dame has been better in every decade. Like has been pretty good in every decade. I'm going to go Notre Dame. Okay, Chase is going Notre Dame. I'll go with that. All right, you guys are one and two so far. Two and two. Oh, you mean, okay. We didn't get this one either? Yeah. Notre Dame has won four in a row against the Trojans, and they lead the series 48-36. Oh, good job. Way to go, Chase. All right, so we're two and two. We're, it's a three-game set now. Two and two. And these last three, ooh, man. Oh. Cal versus Oregon. Oh, oh good God. God! I mean, all right. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go Cal here because because Oregon has no history, right? Right. At all? Yeah, and so we're, we're the recent history is going to be Oregon, but it's going to be overall Cal. Okay, Cal, whatever. Bears. This series record right now is forty-two and forty-one. Son oh, of a God. bitch! The team that won last year leaves the series. Oh, that was Oregon. That team was Cal. Oh, Cal leaves the series. Boom! I knew it. Thirty-two, never, never a doubt. Never a doubt. <laughs> no shit. Okay. Look at Murray the Moose is over there going. He had it all on. Yep. Duke so, versus Wake Forest. Duke versus <laughs> Wake Forest. Um, <laughs> we're talking football still. Yeah, basketball or what? <laughs> Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. I mean, like, what are we? Grant Hill. Um, I mean, Christian Leitner, Chris Paul. Ah, uh, hell. It, I mean, my gut wasn't Wake like. My guts. Wake was horrible for a for long, long time, but so was Duke. But Duke did have Steve Spurrier. That's what I was wondering. Did he? Did he? They went for a decade because of Spurrier, however long. Just. Duke. You gonna lock in Duke? Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, hell, I don't have anything why, uh, to go yeah, the other way. Why not? Should we not? <laughs> Wake Forest is won three in a row. Okay. Yeah. But Duke leaves the series fifty-eight forty-one. Oh wow! So Wake really did suck for a long time. Yeah, they were bad. <laughs> Remember that bottom ten thing? They were in it all the time. When I was a kid, Sports Illustrated had the bottom ten. Yeah, I remember that. And they were always in it. Always. 
Okay. And I guess we can do the last one. Yeah, you sure. Guys yeah, sure why not? Navy versus Air Force. Navy versus Air Force. I mean, your gut is Navy because aren't that like that's like a nor name team. So the trick answer would be Air Force. Do you think so? We won already. So what difference does it make? Okay. He's picking Air Force. You locking it? Yeah. Why not? Air Force. Air Force leads the series 33-22, and really? they won three in a row. Look at that! Wow. All right. Yeah, I would have been looking out for you guys in the super chat, man. I keep enjoying the show. Thanks, bud. Thanks, Grind. Appreciate you. All right, man. Hey, who do we have? Hello, this is uh, Rodney. (laughs) Hey, Rodney. I recognize Rodney, what's up? Man, that much. How y'all this evening? Oh, we're good. Uh, Lovely. Neil, I missed the fly today. You and Fisky up. Did you take? Did you bet on the uh, not bet, but take Mississippi State and the and the Arkansas game? Did you? Uh, no, I didn't. Did t- neither one. Game? Neither one of us took it. Uh, we both said that if we knew Jefferson was playing, that we would take Arkansas in nine and a half because that's such a big number. But without knowing, Neil, let me tell you something, buddy. I'm telling you, I've talked to some of these state people. They had two games circled. Now, I hate State, but they had two games circled, Memphis and this game, and I don't care if Richardson's playing or not, they're putting a roll. because they're pushing them. I think they're pushing a roll on Arkansas because they're running the ball a little bit and they're starting to push the ball down the field. So, And I don't think Arkansas, their secondary, like y'all been saying, they do can't cover the pass. But they got a good defensive line. I understand that. Yeah, they're okay. I think they're going to throw some three-man, and they're going to drop eight. They're going to do some different stuff this week. I mean, look, we can talk about Rodgers pushing the ball down the field all we want to. He doesn't do it. Everything's under. He did against a Well, yeah, I guess. A little bit. They Well. They did. I mean, we'll see. I think State's, I mean, I think, I think State's I think, a good I team. But, I mean, I don't care. I mean, I just. Yeah. What I think, I mean. Look, if State wins, whether they win by one or by forty, they they're going to wake up. Oh uh, yeah, it don't matter. Yeah, I they're going to wake up by forty. They're going to wake uh, up five and one, and suddenly we're going to start having a different conversation about Mississippi State. Right, uh, and this, uh, oh yeah, about this Wisconsin coach that got fired. Mm-hmm. You know, they crucified Ole Miss when we fired Cut or when Ole Miss fired Cut Clear. And I was I was glad that they got rid of Cook Clear because he was this average coach. We just were trying to do better. But this man up there is forty one games over five hundred. Forty one. Think about it. Yeah, they Chase was talking about this. There's a big story in the athletic, right? The athletic yeah, wrote a athletic. big story about the inside on this. This was apparently he spent months without a recruiting director in the program. Yeah, they literally just weren't recruiting for months. I figured it had to be something going on. I mean, it's got to be something because you just don't fire man forty-one games over. I mean, most programs don't. Now there's certain ones that will. They but, saw signs and went because of other coaches available and yeah. what they felt like they needed to do for the program. They thought waiting would be very prohibitive. Barry Alvarez, the former coach there, is the AD, and he really likes Jim Leonard, and he would really love for Jim Leonard to get some momentum and win that job. And the best way to oh, do that yeah. was to uh, do it now. Yeah. And if he doesn't do that, they would like a shot at Leopold. Because if you would like free money this week, take Wisconsin and lay the 10 points at Northwestern. 
Oh, because they'll audition this week. Yeah, so. they're, Wisconsin's going to play a good football and game North on Western Saturday. Sucks. Northwestern yeah. sucks. It's free money. All right, and now another thing. Now, I, I'm, I don't care either way because I think Ole Miss has been proving they can win with a pretty decent coach, Freeze, Kiffin coming in and winning. So I expect – I know Kiffin's going to move on at one point, at some point. But I I don't think it's going to be a college team. I think it'll be pro. But I've got to think another – because Brandon Walker keeps talking about Auburn. I, I don't know where he's getting that mess. But there's one team I thought about the other day that he might go to. You reckon he would go to A&M? No. I mean, maybe, but that's a bad fit. Oof. That's a bad fit. That place is weird. Let's say like I got rid of Jim, but I guess you have to think it. You know, yeah. that's a big, you know, I don't know. Like if you told me that Texas opened up and they went after Lane, oh. I'd be like, oh, look out. Goodbye. Pack his bags. But A&M? Yeah. That place might be too I mean, weird. I mean, they got a lot of money, too. Yeah, right? they got a lot of money. They got a lot of money. He threw a lot of that little glance look thing where he's like, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, he's, he's going to get off the plane, look at the uh, – the Korean band, the North Korean band, and the and the guy cheerleaders, and go. Nah, I'm I'm good. And they're, uh, and they're not going to okay. make hey, and they're not going to make juice the dog. They have a dog. They have a dog. It's very. Oh revered. yeah, that's right. I forgot, but yeah, they do get that. Oh, that collie. They uh, do. <laughs> uh, Neil, uh, I want. Uh, I heard you. Uh, you and both of y'all was talking about. That stunt they pulled up there at Vanderbilt uh, when that girl kicked uh, kicked that day, and then that guy come on today talking about it. Sure. See, stuff like that needs to be called out more. Well, I wonder why people. I guess they can't do it. It's too much pressure on them not to yeah. say nothing. Go back and get. But but they're gonna get some uh, young lady hurt one of these days. If I worked if for Gannett, really if I worked, can play in these sports, these uh, SEC or pro ball. Yeah. Rodney, if I worked for the uh, for Gannett or something, and I said what I said, I would have been fired. But I worked for me. Really, I worked for me, and so I, I'm not going to fire myself for that. Oh, okay. And rivals I isn't I mean, rivals isn't going to fire I mean, me because I'm making them money. They're going to get somebody hurt though. Yeah, that was a publicity stunt that could have easily backfired. It was. It was. It was ill thought out. It was stupid, and um, but they did it. They did it for they did it for all the politically correct reasons that you think they did it, and it was no, oh, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. It, it was bad inside yeah. their locker room too. I know I'm all over the place tonight, but I'm just shooting. You know what? When y'all uh, about the home run thing <laughs> now, seventy three was the record. I want, why did they keep showing that on my TV? Because they are trying to tell you without telling you that that they're trying to tell you without telling you they believe the Bonds record is not legal. So this one is. Well, I wonder if the pitchers were on steroids back in. There is an argument to that that they were hitting against pitcher. Clemens Clemens was, but like and and if they were on if they was on steroids, I ain't ain't never seen where they where they was. If they was on steroids, does it help with your hand eye coordination hitting the ball? Well, no, but your fly I mean, ball becomes know. a home run because you're stronger. Yeah, that's the thing. And you and you can re, uh, recuperate better. That's day to day. That's the big thing. Okay. Well, all right. I'm gonna get off here by 
Yeah, ain't no, ain't no way we lose this game up there in Nashville. Is it? No, I don't think. Please so. tell me. No, they're going to win. Hey, Rodney, before you go, will you, uh, will you say, how big a boy are you? Who, who me? Yeah, will you just say, just, just pause for a second and say, how big a boy are you? Oh, I'm a big boy. No, but I want you to say the words. How big a boy are you? Oh, like my measurements. No, I want you to say the words. Okay, I want you to say. I want you to say oh, these. How big a boy are you? Yeah, yeah. So I want you to pause a second and then say it. How big a boy are you? Perfect. Thank you, Rod. Thank you, Rodney. Appreciate hey, that. Neil, Neil, Neil. Yeah. Before I leave, you remember what I told you, old Rodney from Ripley, thirty-eight to ten, Mississippi State. Ooh. Okay, that's fine. I mean, listen, all right. it's all right with me. I just, I just hope Cam. Uh, I hope Cam makes his kicks. That's all I hope for. <laughs> all right, y'all all right. have a good one. All right, Rodney. People ask about my Arkansas fandom at this point. I just hope Cam makes his kicks. If it yeah. comes down to a kick, I hope Cam makes it. There, there we go. Yeah, I like Rodney. He does kind of sound like Roy D. Murphy. He sounds just like him. He does sound yeah. like Roy D. <laughs> God, those foods are funny. <laughs> yeah, I did it so that maybe we could put it in one of our yeah, things or something. I wanted to have a pause. and That is good. How big a boy are you? <laughs> Send that to Jeffrey. Have that. Have him cut that up a little bit. Because <laughs> it's probably time to do a new open scene. It is. And so that'd be perfect. How big a boy are you? <laughs> He's like, like my measurements? Like, no, say the words. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Just took a minute. We got there. I don't think Kiffin goes to Texas A&M. It's just terrible fit. Terrible fit. Texas, on the other hand, I mean, I'd be like, hey, he's gone. A&M, no. I, I, we don't, we've always heard it, and it was on syndication. Um, the Roydy Mercer was created by a disc jockey on a morning show in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Is that right? So Tulsa is where that. Well, there you go. Yeah. Ended up re- releasing 12 hours of recording. What's up, Jarrett? Hey, Neil. How's it going? Good. How are you? Doing fine, man. So, uh, you think Rodney's a big read-between-the-lines guy? Uh, probably not. <laughs> so, my, my daughter told me when I was watching earlier that I look like you, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I took it as a compliment, man. I, I think you're a good-looking dude, and you're in great shape for a guy your age, so good on you. Well, thanks, Jared. Also, I appreciate that. You're welcome. Also good on you for making the last correct pick with uh, with Grind's trivia there. Chase, I'm canceling my book order because of what you said. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's not It's not your fault. Um, but, so I'll do some trivia, too. Who do you guys think has most – won the most division titles in Major League Baseball history? Uh, the Yankees. That is incorrect. Cardinals. Chase, also incorrect. Mm. Hmm. The Atlanta Braves have won 22 division titles. Uh, Dodgers 20, Yankees 20, A's 17, and Cardinals 15. Oh, how about that? I wouldn't Do you know. want me to say the next, Neil? 
The one after Cardinals? That would really, yeah, that, that, that shocks me just because of how many, you know, because back then you had to win the division to make the right. Super World Series and because of all the Yankees. Huh, interesting. The next one is the Cubs at eight, Neil. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, how about that? So, speaking of the Braves, Chase, were you locked in or excited about I mean, Braves winning five straight division titles, or were you kind of you kind of mad at this point? I mean, I'm I feel bandwagony if I get too carried away. I mean, I always sort of know the record. I will pull for them, but I'm a kind of a sidewalk fan. I still have not. I, I was really happy last year for a lot of people that I know. And I'm glad they won, but no, I have not locked back in to where I'm like, oh god, oh god, oh god. Um, yeah, no, not not really at all. Um, I was googling your question, by the way. It is worth noting just to make me and Neil feel better. This is only counting since divisional play began in 1969, so it's not counting if you won oh. the conference pennant. So it's not yeah, it's not counting when you just yeah. had to win the pennant because yeah. then it would be Yankees. Yeah. So just a little heads up there. Yeah, I just so I, I saw someone posted on the Braves subreddit that, and then I went and Googled it, and the first thing that came up said that. So that that, that does make a lot of sense because I kind of thought the same thing. I was like, man, with the all the the world, the Yankees have won more more World Series than that, haven't they? Yeah, it's like twenty. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, something, something like that. I mean, they're the preeminent franchise in baseball. Yeah. So, okay, so I, I have a question, and and Neil, I'm not trying to to call you out by saying this. Um, okay. So you probably don't remember, but I remember very distinctly in 2014 leading up to the LSU game, you know, there was a lot of talk being made about like, oh, it's going to be real hard for Ole Miss because it's Tiger Stadium at night. And I remember LSU wasn't that good that year, I think, maybe, or they were just okay. I think they were unranked when we played them, right? I think so. I don't remember exactly. That was – I mean, that was a – weird year for me that was the that was two weeks after i'd run the marathon and stuff like that it was it was yeah i, I don't i don't recall right okay so anyways I, I distinctly remember you saying stadiums don't win football games yeah and so oh, man, oh on, real quick jared lsu was six and two and ranked 24th in the country okay okay and we were seven and oh and like third that is correct right? yeah okay so so would it be safe to say that based on that game or other games, you know, since then, like I think I think the crowd, if not won the game, helped on this win the game on Saturday. Did you maybe change your position on that? Not really. I mean, that game in Baton Rouge, I was there. If Ole Miss doesn't play like absolute dog shit in the first half, they they win the game. They were the better team. The the crowd did not get into that game until late. Yeah, no, that's fair. I was, I was just curious. And I didn't. I, I mean, look. Remember. I mean, I thought, the, I thought the crowd played a role at the end of the Ole Miss Kentucky game, but Kentucky didn't. Yeah, that's what I. Kentucky didn't. Yeah, Kentucky didn't bog down in the first half because of the crowd. Kentucky bogged down in the first half because they got beat at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's all I had tonight. So y'all be good. And, right. uh, people have been complaining about me talking about Air Force too much, so I won't bring it up. <laughs> Appreciate it, Jared. Thank you. See you, Jared. All right, guys. Begin. It's two really interesting Tony Gwynn stats and the thing from Wes. Says, if you want your mind blown, Tony Gwynn could have gone 0 for his last 11.99 and still been a lifetime 300 hitter. Wow. And Aaron Judge struck out 179 times this season. Tony Gwynn didn't strike out 179 times in the 90s. It's unreal. <laughs> he was... Such an amazing hitter. And it was so weird the other day. I was listening to a Padres broadcast driving back from Tupelo. 
And Tony Gwynn Jr. is the one of the he's the analyst, I guess, for the Padres radio. And he sounds exactly like his dad. Does he really? Two or three times I had to tell myself, wait, Tony Gwynn, because they kept saying Tony. I'm like, wait, Tony Gwynn died. And then I realized who it was. I didn't realize that was his job or whatever, what he was doing. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, Tony Gwynn was so amazing at the plate. You couldn't strike him out. I knew the I knew the stat was crazy, but I found it here. Maddox faced twenty thousand. Greg Maddox. Yeah. Sorry, Neil. Faced twenty thousand four hundred and twenty-one batters during his career. Okay. Only three hundred and ten saw a three zero count, and a hundred and seventy-seven of the three ten were intentional walks. Unbelievable. So he only went three zero on a hundred and whatever forty. 30, 33. It's probably the angriest that a sports thing has ever made me. Um, it was 1992. It was the day after, it was the first game back from the All-Star break. The Cubs were at home playing the Pittsburgh Pirates. And they announced that night that they had broken off negotiations with Greg Maddox. And he went out and shoved it up the Pirates' ass the way that he always did. And I thought, surely they're not going to let this guy walk away. And they did. Nothing nothing in sports, Bartman, nothing, Got you like has ever made me as angry, as irrationally angry as I was about the Cubs letting Greg Maddox walk away. Because I would have, and, and I would have been right, I would have gone to his agent and said, here's a contract, fill it out. I could go through baseball reference and figure this out. I want to say in his first full season as a Brave, I watched him pitch against the Cubs in Atlanta. I went to a Braves-Cubs game he pitched. He may have. His first start as a Brave was at Wrigley Field against the Cubs. But that was an interesting day. Uh, he dominated them. Did he? And then the next day, Jose Guzman pitched for the Cubs, who they'd signed via free agency, and he had a no-hitter into the ninth against Atlanta. Oh, well. And everybody was like, oh, see? And I was like, oh, shut <laughs> the F up. <laughs> That's not. Shut up. <laughs> I was pissed. <laughs> um, took me a long time to kind of get past that. Maddox had at least 15 wins 17 years in a row. At least 15 wins. I I would love to see the pages on this. Bill James, noted baseball historian, calls Greg Maddox the most underrated player in baseball history. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. He was like, when you watched him pitch, it was art. He's the all-time baseball leader in complete game shutouts in under 100 pitches. He's mm -hmm. done it 13 times. Yeah. Art. The lowest ever was 76 against the Cubs. He threw a complete game shutout in 76 pitches. Well, you would watch him pitch against guys like Ryan Sandberg, Mark Grace, Andre Dawson. I mean, great players. Whether you love the Cubs, hate the Cubs, I think you would admit that Yeah, sure. Mark, Mark Grace, Andre Dawson, Ryan Sandberg, great players. He would just make them look like little leaguers. How many pitchers can make hitters like that routinely look completely lost at the plate. Two Hall of Famers and a guy that, frankly, was really close. Yeah. It was amazing. 
um, question the sternium. Kentucky was actually on a silent count and then came out of it. Yeah. They realized they didn't – it wasn't on the need is they the right hear. word, but, yeah, they, they were in and out of it throughout the game. I mean, the, the crowd was a factor. The crowd was – Kentucky didn't lose because of the crowd. Hey, who do we have? Hey, well, it's Mark in Columbus. <laughs> What's up, Mark? How y'all doing? Good. How are you? Uh, couple big games this weekend. Yeah. Chase, do you hate do you hate Tennessee or Texas A and M more? A and M. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Tennessee's fans get on my nerves. It's it's the fans. I hate I, I hate A and M the institution. Oh, more. I agree there. I hate Tennessee fans more. Yeah, dumbest fan base in the country. <laughs> That's really difference. not close. The thing about A&M that's weird is that you hate them, and yet their fans are really nice. And I, look, here's the truth. I and, I and I mean this, so maybe I should come off some of my hate, is at least 50% of my Tennessee hate is West Rucker related. I can't stand well, West Rucker. Oh, yeah, it's true. Chase. I mean, Chase, I, 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 like I'm, I am gleeful when Tennessee loses strictly because of West Rucker. Their rival side is gone now, right? Yeah. Yeah, I hated that side. Chase. I hated that side. Chase. Yeah, Mark. We don't like him either. I mean, he has a following, though. No no one likes him. I, Vol, yeah. VolQuest had a guy that was on the radio network. I mean, they were just an apologist at all times. They would interview guys and be like, so uh, you, 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 your visit is good, huh? Your visit was really good in Knoxville. It was like the best visit you've ever had, right? Right? Huh? Right? <laughs> Bigger Homer media contingent, Ohio State or Tennessee. Oh, good. Ooh, boy. I mean, that's. I like... will say the rivals got the rivals guy, their beat writer at Ohio State. The new rivals guy, Bill Landis, is actually very good. The old one hated our guts. Yeah, big. the new guy, Gabe DeArmond, uh, hired him. Yeah, yeah. He's actually. He is not. He doesn't wear the scarlet and gray glasses. Two other guys kind of. Two of the other guys that hire definitely do, but he yeah. doesn't. Noon hated us. Didn't oh he? god, yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah, everybody. Oh god, that guy has Ohio. His basement's just filled with Ohio State memorabilia. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee going to win Saturday, uh, Mark? I think they match up pretty well. I mean, I'm unfortunately they put the. Indians game at noon. I'm going to game two of that series, so I'm going to be watching it on my uh, phone while I'm at the Indians game. It's Guardians, Mark. Guardians. It's yeah, No, it's not. It's Indians. <laughs> I'll be wearing a Chief Wahoo shirt just to be as offensive as possible. I kind of I like us uh, in this series against the Rays. Yeah. I'm cheering. I'm cheering for Cleveland. Good. I'm cheering for Cleveland. I, I want Cleveland want them to get a ring now. I that's do. Over? It would make me feel good, actually. Be closure. We're so young, but I think we could go into this thing kind of not knowing how big the moment is because we're so young. Because this team's really set up for like 23 through 26. It's a year ahead of schedule. But we have elite pitching, and that wins in the playoffs. Hmm. I'm ready. You'll have a pretty pretty interesting three hours then. Oh, definitely. Because I, I mean, this McKenzie kids pitching game two, and 
he had a story about him in the athletic today. It was fantastic. He was actually a Vanderbilt signee. Turned, was the 46th pick in the draft and if, went to the if, went to the main, went to pro baseball instead. If Vanderbilt would just support baseball, they'd get some of those guys. <laughs> hey, do, are, they got his younger brother. Do you ever go to the Leaping Lizard in Cleveland? Oh yeah, yeah, that's, Winking Lizard. Yeah, what's it called? The <coughs> Winking Lizard. Winking Lizard. Yeah, that place is cool. I went. I went there. Uh, I went there the. Day of remember when Texas and Oklahoma and Ohio State were like one and two. I can't remember who was one and who was two, but they were playing each other. And I was in Cleveland that day, and I went to that game that night. I went to that bar that night to watch that game, and it was amazing. That place was nutty in a fun way. Yeah the the uh, the winking lizard they got those all over Ohio now. There's some in Columbus, I think. Oh, is that right? At yeah, the, it's, the, it's a it's kind of a Chaney type, but it's not. It's, it's fun. Well, when Cleveland's I great. when I got to Cleveland, I got to Cleveland on that Saturday. I was covering Saints Browns on Sunday, and I asked the guy downstairs at the at the time it was called Jacobs Field. It was right right there next to the where the Indians played. And I said, "Where do I need to go?" And he goes, "He goes, what are you looking for?" I said, "A sports bar. Just go watch games and stuff." And he goes, "Oh, you need to go to the Winking Lizard." And he showed me how to get there, and I went, and it was huge, and it was it was fun. It was cool. Cleveland's a great town. I actually love Cleveland. I've been a few times, and I really like Cleveland. I like Cleveland more than Columbus. People think I'm nuts that live here. I'm like, you're out of your mind. Cleveland's ten times better than Columbus. But I'm ready for these playoffs. I, and I've, I've just, I don't know, but like, maybe it's just listen. You all talk about during the Ole Miss run, but. I'm a lot more into it now than I was before that. That's for sure. I'm a lifelong Phillies fan starting tomorrow <laughs> for the next three days. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes for us to uh, the Phillies to get this done, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Have the Cardinals won a title since the Cubs won a title? They have not. Okay. Oh. I, didn't, I wasn't sure. That's right. No, sir, they have not. And what do y'all think and about let's leave it that way. tomorrow? Uh, I like Tennessee. I think Tennessee's. I think Tennessee's going to win the game. I, I I love everything about Tennessee's offense. I think they can score on damn near anyone, and I think they're legitimately dangerous. But I want to see this game. For some reason, I've had this game circled for a while. Tennessee at LSU. I just think it's a litmus test for both teams. I I, I cannot wait. Yeah, I, I agree. I. I can't tell if we're good or not. I think we are good. I think it's just you're so weird I, to say it because we've been so bad for so long. I think you're really good. I just want to see it. I want to see you know now Tennessee's defense. It's it's funny people have been talking about Arkansas's defense. Tennessee's defense numerically is right there with them in in terms of suckage. So they've they've got to they've got to come up with some plays here and there. And so I want to see what that looks like. We're we're real. We're decent up front. We're pretty good on the edge, but our back seven is just nightmarishly slow. Just so, you know, no and, and that, that's a good matchup against LSU because they're not a great throwing team, but we'll see. Yep. All right, y'all. Actually, I did a, uh, I went to the Ohio State game Saturday. I left at like middle of the first quarter to go to Knoxville to play golf, and I went to walk-ons for the first time. That place is good. Yeah, walk-ons is real good. Yeah, they have one in West Knoxville now. I decided to go there to watch the end of the Saturdays. You know, I watched the Georgia-Missouri game and the uh, Auburn-LSU game there. It's fantastic food. Yeah. They, they, really good. It's really good, yeah. Thanks for the plug. We appreciate that. 
All right, y'all. All right. All right, later. Good well, luck this weekend. Six, six. six. Oh, it's, it's a scintillating contest. It's the equivalent of the NCAA basketball tournament. Close does not mean good. No, it's, it's scintillating. I mean, oh, he's going for another field goal. 34 yards. Brandon McManus, two for two today. MVP of the Broncos season so far. Oh, oh it's blocked. Oh, I, I spoke too soon. Points are hard to come by. Hey, who do we have? What's up, guys? Walt in Birmingham. What's up, Walt? Oh, not much. Still on Twin Watch 2022 over here. Oh, um, yeah. How's it going? Next Thursday. Yeah, next Thursday is, is the day. Oh, that's induction day? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, C-section day. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, I was uh, listening to you and Tyler earlier and, and you doing the – Red Dragon rains on Thursday, and I ordered a, a twelve pack of them. That so, boy. Uh, hey, that that that's gonna that's gonna get you through the night. I'm yeah, just, I'm just gonna yeah. tell and you. The next day, and the next you day. pop one of those at four o'clock, and you're good. You just tell the wife, say, "Baby, go get some sleep. I got this." Yeah, if I if I call in to hand raise guys next Thursday, it's because I'm super wired out and everybody's asleep, and I'm walking around the hospital or something. Um, probably probably will be a while before we talk again if I had to guess. Walt, but, uh, Walt, listen to me. Walt, listen to me. Yeah. Okay, listen to me. Please, please listen to me. Next week is important. Okay? Two things. Your wife is going to want to leave the hospital as soon as possible. The answer to that is no. You stay, you stay at the hospital literally every minute that you're allowed to stay there. Okay? That's number one. That's number one. I know what your wife's going to say. She's going to be pumped full of hormones. Just trust me. You don't give in on this. Don't go home before they make you go home. Now, that's number one. Number two, when you can sleep, Mark, I mean, Walt, you must sleep. Yeah. Okay, that, 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 that's, that's rule number two. When you, when you can sleep, when sleep is available and on the, on the menu, you must order sleep. That is not the time to be like, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to watch Neil and Chase. That is not the time to be like, hey, I'm going to watch the Rebels. No, the Rebels can wait. You have a DVR. If, if sleep, Don't get caught on your phone for 45 minutes. If sleep is on the menu, you order sleep. Word to the wise. Take it or leave it. Got it. But if, if they let you, if they come to you and say you can stay an extra night, the answer is yes. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yeah. And then sleep. And, uh, oh, 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 number three, number three, number three. When they offer to take the babies to the nursery for the night, yeah. yes. Let, yeah. The answer is yes. Oh, and number four, if you have in-laws, family, and they say we'd like to help tonight, the answer is yeah. yes. Everybody's coming in town, and my mother-in-law literally just moved here from Atlanta uh, a month yes. ago. Be nice, be, be nice to so. her. Be nice to her when she goes. Yeah. Hey, I'll take it t- tonight. The answer is yes. If yeah. hey, y'all go sleep tonight, the answer is thank you. Yes, don't yeah. don't be a hero because man, the, the the sleep deprivations are real thing. Yeah, and I can't even imagine because you're going to be doubled up on it. So when you get a chance, yeah, when you get a chance to sleep, when you get a chance um, to sleep, sleep. that's going to come help out for the first little bit too. Yeah, so. yeah. So so sleep. Don't be a hero.
sleep. Got it. Appreciate it. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, back to college football, obviously real, real important uh, topic in my life at the moment. Um, no, but I was listening to y'all earlier. I hadn't caught the whole show, but I think the A&M fans being too nice is, is the reason that their stadium is not intimidating. I mean, whenever, like, back in 14 after Ole Miss upsets Alabama and goes to College Station, I think I, I had a lot of friends that were like, oh, I hope there's not a letdown. And there was – not only was there not a letdown, like, the 110,000 didn't seem to matter at all. Um, I'm sure it matters to Jimbo right now. Um, I, I don't know if he's getting as many thumbs up whenever he's uh, walking from the IPS to wherever he goes. Some of it with A&M is like they have almost like this damage situation because they expect to be really, really good. They put all this money into it. They have money, and yet they're mediocre always. They've never gotten over the hump. They, they It creates a weird mental environment for A&M fans. Yeah, those and those hokey, you know, pep rallies or whatever they do have to just be getting more and more awkward like the worse things get. They're I mean, hor- They're horrible. I guess you're putting on a happy face and act, yeah, we're all here to have fun. But whenever you really want to win, that, that, that's got a grade on some people's nerves pretty bad. Yeah. Those are horrible. They, someone should, someone should stop those. Yeah. Um, so last weekend, you know, the Alabama and Georgia games went exactly the opposite of, of kind of what I was counting on. Neil, you had a good, good call on the cover though arkansas was given every opportunity to cover that line i mean yeah they just they had that well i mean it. look if if young doesn't get hurt that's a blowout but once young got hurt yeah. and, and they had an opportunity they they let alabama off the hook on that third and 15 you you, you can't give up that third and 15 for 77 yards you've got to make them punt there and if you make them punt there hey man who knows right because that's fourth quarter yeah. and the place had turned, like all the students had left. Um, I have some inside knowledge on this. All the students had left, and they were starting to let them back in. Yeah, That place was about to get crazy, and then they ran that play. And then KJ got hurt, and when Arkansas does make it down in the red zone, they just yeah. couldn't do anything. Yeah. But uh, so one of my bets, is, my problem is I figured out this college football season, I listen to you and Tyler on Mondays, and then I think, you know, I'm going to go ahead and place a couple of bets, and I don't wait. And I had to make myself wait until later in the week because you end up locking yourself in somewhere. Like, for instance, I've got Kansas plus seven, and I pull up the picks today, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if anybody picked Kansas. And the only person who picked Kansas is Rippy, who is having the worst, you know, betting record. Uh, I mean, couldn't do any worse if he tried. And I was like, well, there goes that money. That's diapers. I'm not going to buy uh, with that, I guess. Brian's having it. Brian, Brian's, Brian's really struggling. Yeah. Uh, it happens. It, it does. You know, it it, he'll break out, of, break out of it at some point, but. Maybe with Kansas, please, dear God, be be Kansas. He's going to break out. Oh, I hope but, he's right because Kansas winning would be such an awesome story. Yeah, well, or Kansas losing by only six would be a fat, you know great story um, in, in my book. But uh, yeah, we'll see. But um, Chase, I pre-ordered your book. Thank you. Looking forward to uh, yeah getting it from Lemuria. Thank you. They've been great. And um, 
you know, a lot of people have made the joke on, you know, oh, when's the poetry book coming or whatever. But, um, you know, in a hypothetical world, if there was a poetry book forthcoming, you know, you name it something like Leaves of Oak or Needles of Pine or something to that effect. Um, and instead of like you picking out your favorite poems, I think it'd be great if either you had poems like only picked out by Houston Nutt, for instance, or or uh, or only stories, you know, that should go. Well, yeah, to, you're combining to, that and, author's books into one work. You're you're, you're finding right. people to then give their favorite poems. So you're combining the poetry book and Stark Villains into one right. book, um, and 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 creating that masterpiece. Yeah, Oleander or whatever yeah. that was called, and then I the think it villains. was Leaves of Oleander or something to that effect. Um, but yeah, uh, but anyway, Not I'm looking goal. forward to reading the the Resilient Rebels. I appreciate plot. that. Yeah, yeah, I've told, I've texted the link to a bunch of people too. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, you're getting a lot of sales. It sounds like you are based on. Yeah, it's going really well so far. Chase I mean, has been working on his, his haiku, and it's pretty interesting to watch some of the <laughs> – he just kind of plays with it throughout the show. It's going to be a flip book. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, so uh, has has Bubba called in? I, I feel like it's I haven't heard him all It's year. been a minute. Yeah, I mean, how am I going to bring two children into the world if I don't know what's going on in White Pine or, you know, with three and six and Chase and, and Diddy and the whole group. I yeah, mean, and like this should be a big week for Diddy because the, vol- the Vols are playing pretty well. And so, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what's going on there. A little concerned. Maybe he'll show up. Maybe if they win in Baton Rouge, he'll show up uh, before the Alabama game. I hope, um, I hope so. Before Tennessee play Alabama. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, um, Anyway, y'all want to uh, y'all want a little Johnny joke? Yeah, absolutely. I, it'll. I, I never know whether people want these or not. And, I, I, and then I got off the call Neil last week. I love, a couple of people. In the chat I, I love saying, little, I love little Johnny, Johnny joke. So felt like I uh, left off, and since I might not talk to y'all for for a minute, figured I might as well. Um, so. Uh, Little Johnny comes home from school and, and he goes to talk to his dad. Let's call him Big Johnny. Um, and he says, Dad, I got in trouble at school today. I think they're going to suspend me, if not worse. And Big Johnny says, what happened? And little Johnny says, well, we were in class and, and teacher came in and said, who knows what three plus three is? And I raised my hand and she said, Little Johnny. And I said, six. And the teacher said, that's right, Little Johnny. Good job. And she said, but do you know what two times three is? And at this time, little Johnny stopped his story, and, and Big Johnny does the quick math in his head. And he goes, well, what in the hell is the goddamn difference? And little Johnny says, that's what I said. <laughs> anyway. Hi, <laughs> right, guys. You ever heard the, have, you ever heard this, have you ever heard the story about little Johnny and the train? Train set? Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That's a classic. That's, that's the best that's one. That's when I knew I would be able to call into this show <laughs> and, and tell them. But, but I'd love to hear it again. <laughs> so little Johnny's at his train set and uh Chase has heard this a thousand yeah, times. It's yeah. my favorite joke. Little Johnny's at his train set and uh the way it works is he pushes the lever down and the train goes. And when he pulls the lever up, the train stops. So he's on his train set and his uh his mom is in the kitchen uh getting dinner ready. And she can hear him, but she's leaving him alone because little Johnny's playing with his train set. And so he pushes it down. And the train takes off, chugga 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 chugga, and he pulls it up, choo choo, 
All you sons of bitches getting on, get on. All you sons of bitches getting off, get off. She she turns her head like what what did he say? That's but she she thinks maybe I maybe I didn't hear him right. I was I was focusing on on what I was doing. I was chopping vegetables and I was getting the, everything ready. Maybe I, maybe I I didn't hear him right. And so she kind of listens now and he pushes the lever down. Chugga 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 chugga. He pulls it up. Woo. All you sons of bitches getting on, get on. All you sons of bitches getting off, get off. Well, she goes into that room and she yanks him up by his ear and she says, little Johnny, you don't talk like that in this house. You weren't taught to teach, talk like that in this house. Go stand in the corner and think about what you said. And so he has no choice. He goes into the corner, stands there, his face turned into the corner, his back turned to his train set. He stands there for 30 minutes. She finally thinks, you know what, maybe he's learned his lesson. And she goes back in and she says, little Johnny, did you think about what you said? He says, yes, ma'am. She says, okay, well, you can play with your train set again. So he sits down kind of collects himself and he pushes the train lever down. Off goes the train. Chugga, 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 chugga. He pulls it up. All you nice people getting on, get on. All you nice people getting off, get off. And all you nice people upset about the 30-minute delay, go talk to that bitch in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love that joke. <laughs> so yeah, it's a little, little Johnny for the night. Yeah, appreciate it. All right. Y'all have a good one. Hey, good luck to you, okay? Thanks. Right. I appreciate it. Let her walk. See ya. <laughs> Nine to six into the third quarter, Broncos over the Colts. Amazon's going. Let's not hold these ratings against us, okay? Let's let this. Let's let this one be the outlier. Hey, who do we got? Yeah, we said so. We telling dirty jokes. I got one for you. All right, keep it keep it quasi dirty, not super dirty. Ooh. Let's, ooh. So it's, 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 I might need to hang up then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go over the line. Yeah. All right. Probably, probably saved us the trouble there. Yeah. I think we got where we can go. <laughs> Sammy's waving the red flags. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Grant says YouTube's definitely flagging this one. Yeah. I hope not. Surely not. This wasn't too bad. No, I think we're okay. It's pretty mild. All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna wrap it up there. It's nine thirty on a uh, here on the Thursday night. Hope everybody's uh, has a great week. Be careful if you are uh, if you're driving to Nashville or wherever the case may be. Um, thanks to Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating for making uh, this show possible. We certainly appreciate it. I just noticed that the Comer emblem got shrunk as we went along. So po- apologize to the people at Comer there. 662-801-1777 for uh, Comer. If you're in Memphis, that area, get in touch with the people at Southern. 662-429-4429. We'll have a uh, post-game show Saturday evening. Ole Miss and Vanderbilt at 3 o'clock. So the post-game probably starting 6.30-ish, I would guess, is when Chase will hit the button. Uh, Jeffrey will join him. Uh, Brian might. I certainly will. Uh, from Vanderbilt Stadium in Nashville, I'll have coverage at rebelgrove.com. 
And uh, we'll be back on Monday with another edition of the Oxford Exxon podcast. Again, our thanks to Ben Mintz for his time tonight. Uh, For Chase, I'm Neil. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.